0: So let's start with Genesis chapter 2. Let's start with Genesis 2. I'm going to start with verse number 15, and I'm just going to read the rest of the chapter. Genesis 2, beginning with verse 15, the scripture says this, Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to cultivate it and keep it. The Lord commanded the man, saying, From any tree of the garden you may eat freely. But from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you should not eat from it. For the day that you eat from it, you will surely die. Then the Lord God said, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make him a helper suitable for him. Out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the sky and brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And whatever the man called a living creature, that was its name. The man gave names to all the cattle, and to all the birds of the sky, and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helper suitable for him. So the Lord caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man, and he slept. Then he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh at that place. The Lord God fashioned into a woman the rib which he had taken from the man and brought her to the man. The man said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall be called; they shall become one flesh. And the man and his wife were both naked and not ashamed. So I want to just say a few things as we start up here. Don't really want any comments right now. There's going to be some time for that, I promise you, in a little bit. But I want to start by just making a few observations. What are these verses telling us here in Genesis. But these verses here in Genesis chapter 2 are telling us about one of the most important moments in the history of the world. They're telling us about the world's first marriage. This is the world's first marriage. And notice how God is the one who married the first man and first woman. And, And notice what we see here. We see God's will from the beginning. If you remember when Jesus was talking to the Pharisees, when he asked the question about divorce, Jesus took them here, back to the beginning. And the reason Jesus does that is because he is God. He was there in the beginning. And he was a champion of original intent, meaning Jesus is all about getting it back to the way God wants it to be from the beginning. And this is it. One man, one woman, Being joined together as one for a lifetime. That's it. It's that simple. Now our world has complicated it tremendously. But God's will is very simple. One man, one woman, becoming one. One flesh. And that includes a lot of different things. Part of that is the sexual relationship. But even beyond that, one in purpose, one in agreement, one in every facet of life for a lifetime. That is the will of God. And so I'm going to pose a question just to get a feel for the class. Jason's got a better better feel for the class than I do right now. I just want to know what we're working with here, Brother Jason. I haven't had a chance to do that. Just raise your hand if you are married. If you're married, raise your hand. Can you raise your hand if you're married? Okay. Keep your hand raised, or put it down. Let me do this right. If you've been raised for 30 or more years, raise your hand. Anybody here been married 30 or more? Oh, man, Tom, I thought you were going to your hand. Hands. Twenty-nine. January. Okay. I, thought, I, I, speak. I, wrote, I got it wrong, okay? All right, the joke's on me there. You're not, you're not as old as I thought you were, Tom. I'm joking, I'm joking. All right, so nobody at 30. Okay. What about at least 20? I'm at least 20 right here.
1: Three days minus. Three days minus 20. Okay. We're close.
0: We're close. We're close enough. All right, so 20. Anybody here at least 10? Raise your hand at least 10. At least ten years of marriage. Okay. What about less than ten? Anybody here less than ten? Okay. Y'all are pretty much newlyweds, so you still. But less than ten. Okay. Uh anybody here like one or two or three, something like that? Like less than five? Oh wow. Okay. Okay. Well, you obviously most of y'all, probably all of you have been to weddings before, I'm guessing. I like going to weddings. I like going to weddings going to funerals. As a preacher, I like doing weddings more than funerals, and I like seeing wedding pictures. You ever just sat down, like at wedding pictures? If you haven't, get on Facebook. You'll see a bunch of those. What do you see on wedding pictures? Well, let me let me give you a few things you see in wedding pictures. And what do you see when you go to weddings? Well, when you go to a wedding, and when you look at wedding pictures, you see a lot of joy, lots of joy. You see smiles. You see laughter. You see optimism. You see celebration. That's what you see at weddings. That's what you see at, at, when you look on wedding pictures. So many smiles, joy, everybody's happy. Oh, All the things look great. But for those of us who are married, even married at least no more than a year, we know that it doesn't always stay that way, does it? It doesn't always stay that way. A relationship that begins with smiles and rings and flowers and laughter and optimism soon, and I say soon, emphasizing the word soon, it has conflict, it has problems, it has fusses, it has fights, it has a lot of mistakes. We need to be honest about that. We don't need to sugarcoat that. Some of think, well, we shouldn't say it. No, we should say that. Because that's reality. What goes from the smiles, the rings, the vows, the all the joy, that leaves at some point. And you have conflict. It's something about when people start living together, you learn things about folks, don't you? all he leaves the toothpaste off all men leave the toilet seat up now I don't, most of these other guys I don't leave the toilet seat up but that that stuff, you learn about different things, you learn about habits, you learn about things that may even get on your nerves right? Mm -hmm. I think we need to be honest about that because if we're not we're going to portray a false reality to the single people in this room and we don't need to do that They need to know what marriage is really all about, what happens. And so what I want to do in this lesson is provide uh, the tougher side of marriage. We're going to start talking about some of the tougher parts of marriage. We're going to see some of the things that bring conflict into a marriage and how we can overcome that stuff. Because for those of us who are married, we've all had those days. We've all had those days where we've had some tough days. Where we've had conflict, where we've had fights, disagreements. So how do we get through that stuff? What is God's will? That's what we want to talk about. It is inevitable that conflict's don't come in a marriage. And if you don't believe that, you need not marry.
2: It's inevitable.
0: But there are four things we shouldn't do. And I put them on the board here. And it's in your lesson. It's in your lesson. There's four things we shouldn't do when the conflict comes. Blowing up, shutting down, digging in, walking out. That's what we're going to talk about today. And so the main question I want to start now with is this, and we're going to have a discussion now. I'm going to open it up to you. I want to, I want to, I want to hear from you. I want to hear from those of you who are married, even if you haven't been married for very long. Talk, please. Really want the young folks here to just kind of listen right now. Just listen. But we want to listen to folks from with some experience on this and see what they have to say. <clears throat> so blowing up. Let's start with the blowing up thing. What does that mean? Why does that happen? For those of you who are married, what, what, what is that all about? Why does it happen in marriages at times that one or maybe both people experience a blow up or something blows up? Maybe first you want to define that. Like, what does it mean? What do you think this means when we talk about blowing up? Things blowing up in a marriage? Anybody got any thoughts here? Y'all usually got a lot of stuff to say. I want to see a lot of talk here. I'll start right here, and I'll come to the next game. I was going
3: yes. like to emotional dysregulation. Like you- you
0: aren't. You're using big words, not I'm from the South. I don't know if big words. Like, yeah. <laughs> Emotional dysregulation yeah. continue. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's,
4: that. those are the only words that I was using, like blowing up, like you don't have control of your emotions.
0: The Bible talks about one of the fruits of the Spirit being self-control. Mm-hmm. Blowing up is the opposite of that. You lose control. Cool. But you're, and I like the idea of emotions. That's really what we're talking about. Brother Kate, yes, I was sir. just going to say, again, angry, trying to
5: feel like some type of emotion building up, and... You know, trying to just, without going too
0: crazy, you know, just... So, boiling over anger, correct. maybe even some wrath a little bit, right? Correct. Right Very good. Brother Tom, sir. <clears throat> sergeant, I'll come over here next. You react before you think. Mm-hmm. Reacting you, before you think. You you totally, you, you want to snap
6: back your initial response when you should just take in information, kind of, I don't know, maybe, count to ten. I don't know whatever yeah. that works for you. <laughs> yeah. And then respond in, in a much you know, it still be something, you're gonna have a conflict, that's the basis for this blow up, but you're able to respond in a
0: way that doesn't add gas to the fire. Yes, but well, Tom, let me ask you this, if you don't mind. So we're having a discussion right now. You, I think you've probably been, you and Lisa have been married, probably more along anybody <coughs> in the room, I'm guessing. Do, the do you? In the room too. What do you say, ma'am? Oh, okay. Room? I'm going to say it at least. And then Lisa can chime in, Lisa can chime in here, too. says, as so long <laughs> as y'all have been married, going on 30 years, <laughs> have you found it easier as the years have gone by to prevent the blow-up, or is it still something that's very difficult? No, it, it, it's, speaking on my behalf, it's gotten much easier to prevent the
6: blow-up now. You know? Yes. Both from drawing near to God, learning, <clears throat> studying the Word, and then applying what, what we learn, and just the relationship we have has developed over time to where, why would I, this is my, my life partner, why am I right. going to respond and hurt her? her
0: you no, know? I, 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 the reason I asked you that, Tom, I'm sorry to put you on a spot like that, but when we first got married, uh, I was 20, uh, she was 18. <laughs> And we dated six months. And those first, in my judgment, the first year was probably the toughest year of our marriage. Because I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to deal with this. And I'm a 20-year-old kid. Right. You know, so I didn't, and then as the years go by, it gets better. Maybe you mature as a person, you start to get deeper in the Word, get more Christ in you. But I, but that's why I asked that, because I was trying to see if that's your experience, same as mine. The first year was this was tough. Yes. It was very tough. I mean, you broke, number one, so that adds some things. You ain't got no money. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then you have a lot of immaturity, and it's just, it's just you just don't know how to handle emotions. It's, That's tough. Well, you're still a kid. Still a yeah, kid. I'm sorry, you're still a kid. You are still a kid. But you don't think that at 20, you think you're grown. Right. And you're not. You're I right. here all that. Absolutely. You. Yes. <laughs> yes. Somebody over here. Yes, ma'am, Taylor. Then I'll come to you next movie. <laughs> um,
4: as far as like, a reason why that might happen um, sometimes it can be difficult like you might be feeling like you're the one constantly having to take care of something or like they're not doing their part on some particular part of life um, and what we both had conversations about even before this is before you blow up or before mm-hmm. you complain about what they're not doing mm-hmm. think about just because they're not doing that, what are they doing? Mm-hmm. Because there's certain things like, when Austin goes to work, I'm in, not in charge, but I have typically been the one to pack Harper's bag for the day Sure. Before. And so then, if he's getting upset about something that I might not be doing, that's one thing that he brought up as an example, like, well how many times have I packed Harper's bag? And so like we kind of try to do that to prevent ourselves from getting frustrated, because sometimes it could seem like you're picking up the slack, in a sense, when in reality it's just, they're doing something else. Yes. And so, kind of acknowledging what are they doing that maybe I'm not or where are my faults because sometimes I might not do the dishes as often as the other person or whatever. So just kind of understanding it's it's our life, we both have to put in effort and just because somebody isn't doing something that doesn't mean they're not doing anything.
0: So I'm can I put it this way because I like what you're saying um acknowledging positives yeah and i'm putting this up here because we're going to get to a point taylor when we talk about solutions so i want to make that the first one solutions to this i think that's good emily what what what's your comment man
4: i was going to say usually when you're blowing up or you have like a blow up it's caused from like lack of communication so it could be like all these things and they do one little thing that's not a big thing, but because you've held in something for a while, it causes that huge blow up because you've kept all these, like, emotions in for so
0: long. Communication is one of the big causes of this, lack of it. And, and that happens a lot in marriage. It happened, Janice, if you don't mind me throwing some hard dirty yeah. furniture out here. Yeah. It didn't happen <laughs> because this week, it was, it was, I mean, it was the, the Brian and Shirley were having something uh-huh. that we went to yesterday. Yeah and Janice went to some training uh, thing yesterday morning, mm-hmm. and I and I get a text that was saying something about, uh, yeah, I need to come home, cook something real quick, and record this thing. I'm like, my plan was to relax all day. I wanted to <laughs> be in front of my PlayStation 5 and just, but she had already told me about that. She did.
2: Yeah.
0: I forgot. I forgot about it. She told me a week ago mm-hmm. or so, and so lack of communication, I, and at first I was frustrated, but then I paused and realized, this is really my fault, it really was my fault. I should have made a note of that, and that happens to me all the time, I don't listen. Man, we struggle with listening. And, and, and sometimes I'm not listening, I don't listen very well. And, and if you don't have that, mm-hmm. that can lead to this.
2: And I struggle with listening, so that goes
0: both ways. Well, I'm worse than you, I mean just <laughs> honestly. <laughs> Brother Jason, yes sir, and then I come to you next Austin. It
5: officer. also comes down to not only communication, but the type of communication. Yes. People respond very differently to types of communication. Mm-hmm. And and how people communicate things to each other—that—that could cause absolute just frustration and anger and and shutting down and all that stuff.
0: No, I think that's good. That's and that goes with trying. You got to really understand your spouse. How is it an effective way to communicate with the person you're with? With me, I got to hear it a few times. I'm not good with texting it to me because I'm going to forget that. I don't use my phone for anything other than making calls and maybe sending texts. I don't know all the how to put it in the calendar. I don't talk to Siri. <laughs> I don't do any of that stuff. I just, I'm, you know, I'm from the old school. I don't do that. So Janicia knows that about me. And you got to know about your spouse to have that effective communication. What works with the person you're with. Otherwise, if you don't have that, you're gonna like in any relationship, it's gonna be problems. Gotta have good communication, brother Austin. Yes, sir.
6: I'll piggyback onto what Emily and Taylor were saying because I agree, you know, we, we usually don't walk around just one degree under the boiling point at all times. I don't think that's generally our nature, but it's the building the building up of it. So I think maybe on the solution side, and maybe this is what Tom's gotten good at and we've all gotten good at, is resolving the little things along the way such that they don't get to a blowing oh, up point. Oh, yeah, I like that. <laughs> but I also think just kind of how you were brought up, flavors... <laughs> Which kind of box you fall in. I mean, yeah. fortunately, yeah. I grew up in a house where there was no screaming and yelling. Right. You know, I, I tend to be more on the digger <laughs> side of things. Right. Um, so I'm I certainly in some of these boxes. But, but blowing up, you tend to repeat what you see. And that plays a factor. I, in I
0: agree with that. And <clears throat> and and I honestly saw a lot of that growing up. Yeah. That's, I grew really up in a Christian home. <clears throat> So, that's, I mean, what we are, how we respond to conflict, our kids are watching. I think that's a good observation. And it's going to make an impact on what they do in marriage later. And that's good. Yes, Janelle, then I'll move on here.
1: And I'll piggyback off of what he said, along with resolving those things along the way, you got to let things go. like. Which is hard. you got pride. I've been guilty and am guilty of, like, holding things on. Yes. And the past and being like, well, I remember that one time when he even there's like a lot Like, you there. got to let yeah. things go.
0: Yeah, I like that a lot. And that's hard to do.
1: And forgive. Going... Letting good yes. go and
0: forgiving. I mean, forgiveness, critical part of, it, of marriage. I like all that. So, let me just give you a few of the things, then we'll move on to the next one here that I had. First off, just some some Bible on this. If you want to know if this is a biblical concept that we're talking about, just read Proverbs. There's several passages in the book from the Proverbs that talks about uncontrolled anger. Solomon deals with this a lot and the problems that come with that. He just does. The Apostle Paul in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 26 talks about be angry and yet do not sin. The implication of that is anger can lead you to sin. That's true not just in the church but in marriage. Uh, And then remember in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 5, Verses 21 through 27, Matthew 5, 21 through 27, Jesus talks about how the Pharisees were teaching that it's okay to hate somebody as long as she's, you can hate them, but uh, just don't murder them. You get angry with them, just don't murder them. And Jesus came and said, no. No, you need to get to the source. The heart problem starts, the problem starts with the anger. you got to deal with that. And if you've got a problem with your brother, you got anger against him or hatred towards your brother, you need to go to him before you go to church. And that also applies to your spouse. Because many of us are married to Christians, which means that not only our spouse, what else are they? They're our brother or sister in Christ. We forget that so often. And before we go to church, we need to get that right with our spouse. Matthew 5 applies to that too. So some of the things I wrote down here that can lead to blow-ups. Mistakes. And that kind of goes with what you were saying, Janelle, we don't let things go. If, we, if our spouse makes mistakes, and they make the same mistake over and over again. If we're not, you know, if we're not careful, that can make, that can get on our nerves. And that can, that can lead to blow ups. Stress can lead to blow ups. And we live in a stressful world. Stress is all around us. Some of us work 50, 60, 70 hours a week. That can be stressful. We live in a time where the economy is bad, inflation is terrible, stock market going up and down, really down the last few days. Uh, kids can bring stress. Uh, I mean, Taylor, I, I was listening to her and I thought about I mean, kids can bring stress to a relationship, especially your first baby. You know, you're having your first child and, you, and there's no off switch on this thing. You know, and there's no off switch on the baby. And, 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 and you get not, you're not, mama's not getting as much sleep. And, 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 and daddy just want to, you know, not want to be involved as much as he should be at times. That can lead to problems. Uh, and then also put on her a lack of respect. When one spouse feels they're not being respected by the other spouse, that can lead to a blow up. If the husband feels like he's being undermined by the mother, he's trying to discipline the kids, and she's coming behind him, and there's a good cop, bad cop thing going on, the kids are dividing and conquering, or vice versa. Vice versa. That can lead to blow ups. So, there's a lot of things that can lead to this, and this is life for us. I mean, we, we live in stressful times. Many of us deal with a lot of stress. You know, you, you got things going on in your job. Some, some people are going to school and working. You got family issues, you got family responsibilities. Some of us own homes. You got your house may be falling apart. I got up Friday and realized my toilet wouldn't flush, and that brought some stress to me. But then I thought to myself, I'm a preacher, so there should be somebody at Montevideo who can fix a toilet. <laughs> Let me call Jonathan Ogata, which is what I did. Uh, so we just need to be mindful there. Let's get to this next one, though, Shut down. Now, I want to talk to the women on this one to start with. First off, what does it mean to shut down? That when you have conflict, you shut down. What, does somebody, can somebody simplify that for us to give us a good definition of what it means to shut down? Say it again. For me, it
3: means
4: freeze.
0: You just don't do anything. You just freeze it. You can't think. You can't think. maybe you don't talk. Maybe you go to the room and you close the door and you lock it. Or you get in a car. You get in your car and just go out there for a while. You you close off communication. You you don't show any emotion. No smiling. No anything. Shut down. Maybe you withhold sex from your spouse. No, 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 no. Shut it down. So, women, can you just give us a couple of examples here of how maybe you have seen this or done this in the marriage so we men can kind of know when y'all are doing this? Oh, you Ashley, I didn't get to finish the question. No, go ahead, Ashley. Well,
3: first of all, don't even with me. I see that you shut down. No, he does. Um, that's kind of my go-to, honestly. It really is. I don't tend to blow up. As much as I do, I just stop caring. And so it is. It's the, the quiet. It's the I don't give a lot of emotion. It's mm. the I kind of tend to distance myself. And usually it stems from the fact that I feel like I've given and given. I've talked. I've asked. I've done everything that I feel like I can do to try to get you to understand. And I'm still not being heard. Yes. So therefore, I. it's kind of like a it, it's, it's kind of petty, but it's, it's kind of the like, okay, you win, because I don't know what else to do, so I'm yeah. just going to not care.
0: So you got, so you say show no emotion, destiny yourself. I get very quiet. Which is there a part of you that feels like it's an act of vengeance in a sense, too?
3: It's a little defiant. It really yeah, a little is defiant, yeah. I did that as a teenager, too. Which, yeah. Um, <laughs> i <I'm> so excited. <laughs> so our mom is very emotional. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and She's so when I used to get, I side. used to, I don't care. Okay. <laughs> when I used to get in trouble.
4: I would do that. I would just like blank face, yeah. turn yeah. everything off, because I knew it made her mad, and that felt like winning. Yeah. 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 And so I think that's something I have to be very conscious of taking into like that marriage. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's yeah. different now. That's yeah. like you're not. I'm not trying to win. So like try to stay open. That's something I have to make a very conscious effort of. Yeah, well, I think I'm it not stems trying to win. I just truly really don't care anymore. Don't care anymore. <laughs> I'm not like trying. You feel to like you're be not being heard, heard or whatever. Yes.
3: It's a little bit that. different <laughs> as to why we should down, <laughs> but I think that there's still kind right. of a little bit of a root of defiance there. Like you know what? <clears throat> yeah. <I> mean,
0: <laughs> Well, that, I like that Ash, and I, and I appreciate everybody being honest, because, again, we, we're just talking. We're trying to help each other. It's, it's not so much about just airing out stuff. It's really about real life. This is the life we're living. And as Christians, we want to glorify God in our marriages. We need to get to the root of this stuff. Yes, ma'am, Lisa.
1: So I, I'm not a shutter-downer. I'm a vocal person, but um, I have a friend who shuts down, but it's opposite. It's literally, like, emotionally, mentally, physically, it's just a protection. Like, you yes. are done. we are done. done. Yep. and they just shut down. Like yep. They they truly don't
4: even hear anything else coming at them. They shut down, and it's just a protection mode. Is what, is
0: what no, I like that. that, Lisa. Here's some things I wrote down. I wrote down silence is a big one when shutting down. Leaving, showing no affection. And that's a big deal. That can be a big deal uh, in a marriage when you just, like, I give up. I give up. I'm not gonna say anything. Do anything. Uh, won't even eat at the table with you. Uh, it, it's, I, I just, I just give up. Yes, uh, Jessica, and then, and then we'll, and then we'll move on.
1: <clears throat> so um, I put neglect, feeling unheard, misunderstood, disregarded, not important, not prioritized, and then I feel overwhelmed, which is basically <clears throat> a flood of emotions,
5: feeling submerged in the midst of conflict, stressful, a hard-to-handle situation that
0: she pulls away from. That's, that's that's a mouthful, but that's good. I like that. You could write you can write a book. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Right. Jake, no. Yeah. Go ahead, Jay. Go right here. Buddy. I think there's an important differentiation
3: between like hitting pause on a conversation, saying yeah. like, I need a moment. Yes. Yeah. Or if you truly are going to use that word overwhelmed, the solution is to sit down and do nothing, yeah. and to you're not stressed anymore. You're
1: overwhelmed,
4: and then like, come back to it. Yes. And so, uh, no, you know, I'm glad you say that. But that comes back to communication,
1: I think, because when you're shutting down, you're not
0: communicating. Yeah. Right.
1: And and you're and, and, you're oh, leaving the other person totally in the dark, mm-hmm. and you're doing it. It's an extremely unhealthy
0: behavior. And that's what, that was my next question important. here, is why up. is it problematic? Well,
1: when you're blowing up, I think the difference between... Because people go, oh, well, I'm stonewalling. I'm doing the silent treatment, mm-hmm. so I'm not blowing up, so I'm the better one. Um, and that's not true because I mean, think they're both bad. But when you're blowing up, you're showing that you care. You're like, hey, I care. Um, when you're shutting down, like you said, you're saying I don't even care
0: about you. you so I think different it's signal. Yeah.
1: Extremely. It's more hurtful sometimes.
0: Oh, no, that's good. And, and you know what? As married people, we can going back to Jake's comment, and you made a great comment too. We can tell the difference. We can tell the difference. We, we can tell when the shut when shutdown mode is on if we know our spouse, brother Jace, You got your handle. I'd say it's interesting. The, the blow up person a lot of times causes the shutdown
5: person. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And yeah. so you have two different people or vice that yeah that. or
1: vice versa. Right.
5: And so what happens <laughs> is is <laughs> one they think that they're showing that they care by blowing up. The other person shows that they care by not entangling in the battle. Yeah. And one person will say, well, I'm showing I care by blowing up on The other person saying, I don't want to fight with you. I just want to get this done. Yeah.
0: yeah.
5: And so it's different views. Yeah. And, and they're both kind of the same yeah. intention,
0: but just a different way. Exactly. Yeah.
5: So a sign that one is more hurtful, I don't know if I just, I, it's that's, that's yeah. the opinion. I'm not saying I, I just, I think that they're both very hurtful. And they could both cause the other person to, go further into their own
0: ways. And, and here's the thing to go with your point, because this is good. The, the thing you need to see between all of this is none of it is going to make your make your marriage better. Blowing up, shutting down, that, that's the whole point of this lesson. That's why we're going to get the solutions before we close. I mean, I want to leave the last ten minutes for solutions. <laughs> we're talking about the problem, but we need to know how to avoid we don't want this in our marriage. Right? We are not promoting blow up today or shut down. We're just showing how Conflict leads to this, and you don't want this. You don't want this. If you are the shutdown person, you got to stop. And if you are the blow-up person, got to stop. That's the point. But we're trying to see where does this come from so then we can find a solution. So the next one is digging in. <laughs> and actually, I heard a little digging in, <laughs> in the, at the core of what you're saying there, too. I like the definition in the book on this, and I want to read something from the book on page 22, uh, just as a definition, page 22, being obstinate, stubborn. And I'm going to tell you all something. Sean Jerry's stubborn. Janice said, not I'm stubborn. She's not stubborn. We're a total opposite when it comes to conflict. And how, and like, kind of what you were saying. you got one person this way. I'm the stubborn guy. I'm the stubborn guy. Inflexible, unwilling to change in a dangerous path to take in our relationship with God. Or in this case, our spouse. In the Bible, you read about a lot of people who dig in. The first one that comes to mind is Pharaoh. Pharaoh, was a, he was a digger. God kept doing all these miracles. And he's like, no, I'm not letting them go. And even when God killed the firstborn, he relents, but then he changed his mind when he thinks the Israelites are trapped. You talk about a guy, it's called, also called a hard heart. That's the biblical definition or term for this, a hard heart. The nation of Israel when Jesus came onto the scene. The Pharisees, Jesus on all these miracles. He raises Lazarus from the dead. And some of them say, well, we're still not going to believe in him. In fact, we're going to kill him and kill Lazarus. These people are they're digging it. but They're putting their feet deep in the ground. We're not moving. And then there, there, there are many Proverbs. If you look on page uh, 23, uh, it talks about uh, the passages at the top there. Proverbs 21, 9 and 19. Better to dwell in a corner of a housetop than a house shared with a contentious woman. Why? Because I think part of that is... She's a digger. She's not going to budge. Better to dwell in the wilderness than a contentious and angry woman. Solomon may have some experience with this. He had a thousand wives. Um, And then, uh, he who disdains instruction, despises his own soul, but he who who heeds rebukes gets understanding. A wicked man hardens his face. You need to see that. A wicked man hardens his face. He who covers his sins will not prosper, but whoever confesses and forsakes them will have mercy. But he who hardens his heart will fall into calamity. So, just real quick, why is digging in, and, and we know what it means now, I'm stubborn, I'm not going to give in, no, I'm right on this, uh, you're trying to make this right, but I don't want to make it right. Why is this problematic? Can somebody just make just two comments here? Why is digging in so bad in a marriage? Genesia. Um, I don't
2: know. I just I think that it goes back to pride. Um, uh, my one comment probably for the whole class is Jesus has to be the center and there's no room for pride in a marriage and so like another verse that I think of is Ephesians 4 and 26 and 27 when he says you can't give the devil an opportunity mm. and all of this is giving the devil an opportunity Very good. and our number one goal in marriage is to get our spouse to heaven so we always have to remember no matter what our spouse does they're not our enemy they're there are fellow Christian that we're trying to get to heaven, and we have to put pride aside. I so love
0: That's it. My, my comment. No, that's fantastic. I love it. Um, yes, Austin. Awesome. Uh, I think it can prevent growth, both yes. like individually and together um, in your relationship, and spiritually. Yes. No, I think that's good. So, I, 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 one thing I put on mind to kind of go with what y'all are saying. It's really digging in in my view. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead, Ashley. No, 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 go no, ahead. I don't want to
3: interrupt you. I just it's kinda of to piggyback off of Austin. It's when you're digging in, you're really kind of attacking the other person, not the problem. Right? You're not looking at the problem or the solution that you guys can, can and need to come up with together. You're you're fighting with the other person and oftentimes it's really not the other person, it's an actual like it's an issue. And that's how you need to look at marriage, is you're fighting a problem together
0: not one another I like that I, those are good comments I put on I put on mine here that to go with y'all's comments digging in is rooted in selfishness I'm gonna get my way I'm gonna work this out when I want to work it out I don't care how you're trying to make things right I don't care what you say I'm I'm gonna continue to wallow in this a little bit I'm gonna dig in I'm not gonna budge I'm going to get my point across. I'm going to prove myself to be right, and that doesn't make you, it doesn't make our marriages better. I mean, think about it. For those of us who have dug in, I'm starting with Sean Jeffries first. Has it made our marriages? Did it make it better? It didn't make mine any better. I can't think of a time I'm digging in. Hey, it made me feel good in the moment a little bit. Oh, I'm getting, you know I'm getting my point across. But it's as in, things only get better when you get humility. When you get humble and say, no, I, I want to make this right with my bride, with my spouse. And then the last one here, they were we'll giving give you some solutions. Walking out. And let's just be honest about it. This is the main solution in our society today. You know, don't we hear about it all the time? Especially in Hollywood. You, you, you hear about Will and Jada, they've been separated since 2016. Who knew that? I, he's knocking out Chris Rock like you think they were together. <laughs> They're not together. They weren't even together. They walk out. Celebrities do it all the time, don't they? They walk out. But you know what? Some, some Christians do too. Christians walk out. So this is what I want to say about that. Here's the problem with walking out. First, is, a, is, is it violates Scripture. Scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 10 through 11. In 1 Corinthians 7, verses 10 through 11, the Apostle Paul says the wife should not leave her husband. And the husband should not leave his wife. And in Malachi 2, in verse 16, God makes his will crystal clear when he says, I hate divorce. Now, don't get me wrong. There are... Jesus allows; he gives permission for divorce in a specific instance. We know that. We all know that. Matthew 19. If you're if if you're an innocent person, your your spouse commits sexual immorality. Jesus says you can you can get a divorce. You can divorce that person. Marry someone else who's not bound to somebody. You can do that. But just because Jesus allows the exception doesn't mean God is in heaven cheering it on. He allows it. He allows it. It's permissive. It's a permissive verse. But that doesn't mean Jesus is like woohoo. Because here's the truth. Whenever a divorce happens, we'll talk a lot about divorce in a few weeks. Somebody's always, somebody's sin. There's never a divorce that happens where somebody's not in sin. Either one person is in sin or both people are in sin. But there's never a divorce that happens where there are two innocent people. Somebody is sinning. And, and, and so that, it just makes a mess <coughs> of And this is why Jesus said in Matthew 19.6, when well, God is joined together, Let no man separate. So when we talk about walking out here, we're meaning walking, not just walking out of the room. That can be part of digging in. We're talking about walking out of the relationship. I give up. Oh, I'm moving on. Forget my vows. I'm going to move on. That's wrong. It's just not right. And I'm talking about when you get into conflicts. I'm not talking about the sexual morality thing. not going there right now. I'm just talking about there's conflicts. Look. You gotta know what you're getting into ahead of time. For you for young folks here who are not married, you gotta understand it ain't gonna be the honeymoon every day. It ain't gonna be the Disney movie every day. It's gonna be problems at times. And you gotta know going in, you gotta know that and you gotta be willing to be an adult and love your spouse and stick it out and work through the situation. You know, in local churches, people leave a local church, they get mad a lot of times. Oh, I'm mad at the elders, I'm mad at the preacher. I'm mad at this person. They leave a church and go to another church. Okay, all right. I don't agree with that, but I mean, if they want to do that. God allows them. Can't do your marriage like that. Can't treat marriage like you do a local church. Walking out is is wrong. Anybody want to say something about walking out? Yes, ma'am.
1: I was just gonna say that this is a good time if we're talking to people who aren't married. And um, that's why it's like really, really important to be careful about who you choose to marry. Yes. Um, you know, you're not going to, if you date someone for more than a month, you know, um, you're going to figure out that there are certain things with this person that are going to be a conflict or trouble for you for all of your life. Yeah. So if you go into a marriage saying, I want this person to change, I want them to be different, I want them to be this, I want them to be that," that, don't marry that person. You know what, um, what you're saying is so true. Try to make your marriage as easy as possible with the person that you're with. Because, like you said, marriages are going to have conflict no matter what. Even if y'all are, have a lot in common. Or, you know, even if you re- do really well together, there's going to be conflict. So imagine marrying someone that you already know is hard to be with.
6: That's and,
0: over, if, that's it. <laughs> but here's the thing I, 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 I want to say about your comments. I, I really appreciate it. I just want to say this about it. There are some people who will hear that and they know it's true, but the pressure. People feel pressure to get married. That's so why they don't have sex. It, before, yes. So they tell yeah. themselves, they lie a lot of the times people lie to themselves. I can change this person. You no don't don't put all your eggs in that basket. All my friends are getting married. I'm behind up in here. And then we go to social media and we start freaking out because we start seeing all these web pictures and stuff. This is serious business. It's not a game. This is life. And when you marry somebody, no, this is, you signing a contract, a lifetime contract. And the only way out is death or they cheat on you. You don't want them to cheat on you. You don't want that. So you, I, I'm with you 100%. Take your time. Know what you're doing. Now, Janice and I got lucky. Six months, I wouldn't recommend that. If my kids came in and said, I've been dating six months, I, want to get, I will chain them. And get and I will not do what I did. I, we got lucky. It don't work that way. You need to really know what you're doing. And I do want
2: to say that I commend the people who wait. Like, that's hard. But waiting until you find that that... It shows that you understand your self-worth and that you, you know that God has something in store for you. And yes. so, like, I respect that. And, you know, I
0: didn't know a lot of the Bible when we got married. But you yeah. know what I did know? I knew Matthew 19. You know I remember, remember that? that. Yeah. I, I did, There was a lot I didn't know. But I knew Matthew 19. That's one thing I, I knew at 20. This is a lifetime relationship. Yeah. I knew that then. Yes, yes, ma'am, Taylor. Then I will get to a few solutions here.
4: I think, too, it's important to know, like, Everybody's going to find that person at a different time in life. So like, Austin and I, I was 15 when we started dating. So we dated for seven years before we got married. See? So, that makes sense. Obviously, not everybody's going to have that same situation in life, but the older you get, the more mature you are, the more you know who you are, who you are looking for in a partner. I didn't date him expecting to marry him, but even when we started having those conversations, we were not in a rush to get to that point in our life because we knew that we were in school, we wanted to have careers, so like, it's okay, everybody's gonna have their own path and don't let anything pressure you into feeling like that has to be you three months into the relationship or that you have to date somebody for seven years because it's all gonna be different depending on where you're at in life.
0: Now, and, and to go with this point, now I like all of that. As we get to solutions a little bit, you gotta pray about this. This needs to be in your daily prayers. For those who are single in the room, even in our high schools, be praying right now for a godly spouse. I actually prayed that as a kid. I remember doing that. I remember as a kid praying for that. And as parents, we need to be praying that for our kids. I pray that prayer right now for both of my kids. But here's the fact of the matter. A lot from what I've seen in the church as I go places and talk to people who've raised faithful Christians, and I ask them, what did, what did you do? Because I, I want that. I come across too many families in the church where their kids just left the Lord. And I want to know how to get my kids to want to serve the Lord all the days of their life. And the answer I here over and over again is half the game is who they marry. That's half the game right there Can they, will they find a Christian spouse. So I, that's something I'm praying about. I'm praying about that because when you've got somebody to go to church with you, to study with you, to, to help rape the race, be on the same page with raising the kids, that makes it the path to heaven a lot easier. It just does. It brings less stress in your life. So here are some things about solutions. I'm going to give you a few. We have a couple of minutes. I'll hear yours. But I just want to give you mine real quick. As far as blowing up goes, I like these things. I like Austin, Janelle, and Taylor. I like I love this. And I would even just put one more thing on here. We got to be gracious and patient. You got to have grace in a marriage. And that's something we got to pray about. If we're expecting a perfect spouse, we're deceiving ourselves. No spouse is perfect. we're not perfect. You got to have grace in a marriage. Somebody even said let things go. That's grace. about be willing to forgive. that's grace. All this stuff, acknowledging positives that's grace. Got to be gracious and be patient. You know, the thing about Janice and I've been with her over half my life, Ow. and we are not the same people today that we were over 20 years ago. We've grown together. Ow. She's different, and I'm different. And, I'll, and uh, hopefully a lot is for the best. You grow together in a marriage. And I think even those of you who got married in your 20s and your 30s or whatever, you would agree that you're not the same today as you were then. You change. But isn't it wonderful to be able to do that with the person you love, to grow with them, and, and to change for the better for the Lord? Today it, it, it takes time. Uh, another thing I have on here is as far as shutting down, I just wrote on my paper, and this, I, just wrote, I can't go wrong with when I quote Jesus, Matthew 7, 12. Treat others as the way you want them to treat you. That applies to marriage too. You know the shutting down thing. Do I want my spouse to do that to me? Give me the cold shoulder, no affection, no emotion. It may feel good with me doing it, but do I want that same treatment? Really, this verse can help you with all this. <clears throat> Matthew 7:12. Treat your spouse like you don't want to be treated. Keep that in the forefront of your mind at all times. Also. The digging in, I put it choose peace, choose peace over pride, choose peace over pride. And that's hard. If you want, if digging in is not going to bring you peace, that's rooted in pride. You want peace in your marriage. Peace in your marriage means we are going to sit down and talk about it. Now I made it a couple of minutes to cool off, but I'm not going to just stay in my room here. For the rest of the night. We got to get to peace. Yes, man. i I just say another one for that one too. I
4: think it's understanding that giving in is
0: not weakness. Oh, I like that. Giving in is not. Now I'm sorry I read like a doctor, y'all, but I'm a preacher. Giving in is not weakness. And men, we need to hear that. Because so often, we, we get this wrong. We don't get it. We think. That is weakness. The women are telling us it's not weakness. We need to
6: listen. Yes also. One more on that one, and this is where I fall yeah. down. Don't major in the minors. Oh I like that. I have no it's, room here, but it, I feel like I don't I'm pretty open to change on the big stuff, but where I struggle is I dig in on the dumb little stuff that yeah not the hill of beans and giving that up will go
0: a long way. Don't major in the minors. And that's a good rule just in life. They, yeah. In the church we also often yeah. major in the minors. And then the last thing that I'm going to let y'all go on walking out, this one's easy. Remember, remember your vows. What did you say when you got married? To death do us part, to sickness in hell, richer or poor? Who do we make that promise to? We made it to our spouse, but not just to our spouse. Who else do we make that promise to? We made it to God, so when we walk out, we have broken a promise to our spouse. But more importantly, we broke it to God. That's serious. That, that's a sin. So those are just a few solutions there. Uh, if you think think of some more, maybe over the next couple of days, and I'll start class. If you have some others you want to put with this, okay.